morning. We'll check. All right. Okay, everybody can hear me now. Good morning. We'll try it again. What a beautiful, crisp morning it is, and what a beautiful day to be in worship. I have to tell you, I was sitting in my chair back there as you're hearing music playing, and I heard voices talking. And I thought how beautiful it is that we come to worship, but also that we enjoy each other's company. And so what a joy it is to hear that little bit of murmur that I heard this morning as you were waiting for worship to begin, and and how awesome that is that we like each other. We know we love each other. We're called to do that, but that we like each other. Beautiful. Let's center ourselves with these words for worship. In the scriptures found in the Bible, you will find commandments of old and lessons from enigmatic parables. But there is an older scripture, a scripture beyond words, a scripture as deep and mysterious as the night sky, where the heavens proclaim God's glory with every colorful sunrise and budding flower. We have announcements now. Don will share them with us. So please be sure to go out and and, uh, vote for those before you leave today. If not, um, voting is taking place through the 29th. Um, We will be having a missionary visit here on October 19th, um, which is a Thursday, and that's going to be from 1230 to 3.30. We're going to be having a light lunch, and then he'll be doing a presentation, so we hope you'll put that on your calendar and can join us um, to welcome our, our missionary here. Uh, Wednesday night is food and fellowship uh, from 5 to 6. There will be spaghetti, lettuce, garlic bread, uh, fruit, and dessert. So I hope you can stop by and and be a part of that. As you'll see when you came in also this morning, the big box out front is where we're collecting coats for kids. We're also collecting mittens, scarves, hats, all those sorts of things. So we'll be doing that through about mid-November, and then they'll be taking those coats to the cleaners to have them cleaned. Obviously, we don't have a cleaner in town anymore, but DuPaco is actually going to take the the coats to Dubuque and and have them cleaned there. So uh, we will do that. And then those are actually going to be available for distribution here at our church um, the first Thursday of uh, December when we have the Ruby's Pantry distribution. So um, we have have some time to get the coats in, but I know that there is definitely a need for for lots of coats um, this coming year. On October 22nd, which is two weeks from um, today, we're going to be having a a special uh, coffee hour in honor of Pastor Appreciation Month and being able to appreciate uh, that Pastor Tammy is here with us. We're also going to be um, dedicating the labyrinth at that time. So the labyrinth is available right now. If you want to start using it, that's fine to do, but we will be doing an official dedication on that day and also dedicating the gazebo um, um, on that day as well. And there are lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of other <laughs> announcements. So please be sure to look in your bulletin, read the updates on Friday. Um, I will be selling scripts cards um, after service today. So if you have your checkbook with you and you want to buy some script cards, I will be out in the narthex. Thank you.
I invite you to remain standing as we join together for the call to worship. Christ, the cornerstone, welcomes us to his, this house of God. May God's spirit bless us with wisdom and faith. Let us pray together. Holy Spirit, heavenly God, Shine upon us with the wisdom of ancient words. Enlighten our minds that we may perceive your presence. Strengthen our resolve that we may press towards growth in love and faith. Help us grow closer to your likeness each and every day. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. Let us share signs of encouragement, compassion, consolation, and love as we pass the peace of Christ. Peace be with you. I'm warm. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Thank you. Be with you. Good morning. Peace be with you. Good morning. Good morning. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you.
Good morning. Today is Bible Sunday. It's the day when our church hands out Bibles to kids who don't have them yet at home. Um, with our incoming Sunday school kids, our youngest kids, we give out the, the beginner's children's Bible with pictures and stories. And for those children that are going into third grade and who are good readers now, we give out the, the hands-on Bible. Not as many pictures, but lots, but the whole Bible and lots of information in there. You know, people have been reading the Bible for thousands of years. I just looked it up last night. It is not the very, very oldest written document, but it's thousands of years old. And we know that our Bible has two parts to it. What do we, what do we call the two parts to the Bible? Does anybody remember? Okay, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is the story of the Hebrew people, their history, before the birth of Jesus. So everything that's in the Old Testament, all of those stories took place thousands of years ago before Jesus was born on the earth. The New Testament, have you ever, can you imagine we're calling it new because it's 2,000 years old instead of older? don't usually call things that are 2,000 years old new, but the New Testament picks up where Jesus comes to earth as a baby on Christmas Day. Jesus is born. The New Testament then tells the story of Jesus' life and his teachings, tells the story of his death and the surprising story of his resurrection and <clears throat> the interactions that he has with his followers after he rises from the dead. And then it tells how he's taken up into heaven. But the New Testament doesn't end with Jesus rising to heaven to be with his father. The New Testament goes on and tells how his followers continue teaching the good news about Jesus. The Old Testament was the only scripture that they had at the time Jesus was born. And when Jesus would go to the temple as a child, the teachers there would read from the scriptures, would tell the children stories from the scriptures, would teach the children to read using the scriptures. They didn't have books like we do today with pages in them. Do any of you remember from Sunday school? How were their, how were their scriptures written? What were they written on? They didn't have printing presses, so they couldn't be printed out on pages like this. I ever remember in Sunday school rolling papers up, and we used to call those scrolls. Paper and wrote, wrote out the scriptures on it, and then rolled it up 
So it was a scroll And instead of turning from page to page, they would roll it one way or roll it the other way to read. So Jesus studied the scriptures when he was a boy, just like all young Hebrew children did. They would go to the, to the temple, which is what they called their church, and he would learn the stories from scripture. I'm sure that his parents told him the stories at home when he wasn't at the temple. They would tell the stories of the scriptures to children so that they would grow up learning them. In the part of the New Testament where the disciples are writing about the spread of the new church, Paul, who is one of the... um, the followers of Jesus who spreads the good news, Paul is writing to a young man by the name of Timothy. And there is a book in the Bible called Timothy. And I'm going to read a couple of uh, lines from Timothy, from Paul's letter to Timothy. Timothy was a young man, but his mother and his grandmother had told him about the scriptures and taught him the stories and the lessons from the scriptures since he was very, very young. And so he knew the old, what we call the Old Testament. This is what Paul tells Timothy about reading the scriptures and how important it is. Paul said to Timothy, but you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live. Oh, wait a minute. But you must remain faithful to all the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. And when Paul is saying those who taught you, he was talking about Timothy's mother and grandmother and the priests at the temple. You have been taught the Holy Scripture from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. So, Even 2,000 years ago, Paul was encouraging his followers to read the scriptures so you know what the truth is. And that's why we want to get Bibles into our kids' hands right away when they're very, very young, telling the stories of the Bible. And when they are older and students and readers, They can read the scriptures for themselves to learn the truth. Okay? So I have uh, beginner's Bibles. Two of our beginning Sunday school students who are not here today, Ainsley Baker and Rowdy Baker. Hopefully they will be at Sunday school this morning and we'll get the children's Bible to them. And I have hands-on Bibles for two of our third graders. 
I have one for Trinity Jones. And I have a Bible for Adele Curry. I hope that you don't take these Bibles home and just put them on a shelf and leave them there. I hope that you actually take that Bible down and read from it. The hands-on Bible has the, all of the Bible written out, but it also has some interesting facts on every couple of pages that are interesting to read about that book of the Bible or uh, about that story. I hope that when we read a story in Sunday school, you go home and find that story in the Bible and reread it the way it is written in your Bible. I hope that it becomes a book that you use again and again. It's the best-selling book in the world, and that's the truth. More copies of the Bible are sold than any other book. So it's a valuable book. It's a good book to have in your reference shelf, but it's a good book to take out and read. Even Paul recommended that his students read that Bible because it will tell you the truth and how God wants you to live. I do have a snack bucket up here. You can take something back for the to munch on for the rest of the service. And thank you for coming this morning. It is a joy to see Bibles in the hands of our young people, isn't it? So thank you for taking this time to give out these Bibles and these young people who will read them. We want to celebrate this day when we, we do things like this because how many of you here remember the first Bible you received? Quite a few of us. I had a little white Bible with a zipper on the side. And I, I cherished that Bible. I would take it to church with me. I would listen to the scriptures. Sometimes I would underline something I thought was particularly important. And I loved that Bible. And, you know, that is where we start out, even pastors, with having the word of God in our hands. So thank you for doing this for these, uh, all of our children here. So this morning we have joys and concerns. And as we have a joy or concern, I ask that you lift your hand. And as the microphone is brought to you, I ask that you state your name so people know who you are, just in case there's somebody online who does not recognize your voice. And then it means a little more to them when they hear what your joy or concern is. And so as you have a prayer concern, lift it up. I'll follow it with a brief prayer. Close it with Lord in your mercy and ask that you respond. Hear our prayers. Joys or concerns this morning. Hi, my name's Nancy Dickenbrook, and I have a joy and a concern. And my joy is that a few weeks ago I asked for prayers for a very dear friend, Ed. He'd been struggling with uh, cancer treatments for almost a year, 
and he found out Thursday that he's cancer-free, so prayers do answer, are answered. My concern is I just learned this morning that Dick and Peg Myers both have COVID. Dick was in the hospital, but he's home, so prayers for them. Lord, we lift up Ed this morning, knowing that his cancer treatment has worked. As far as we can tell, the results show that he is cancer-free. We look at this truly as a blessing for him. And so, Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for continued healing for Dick and Peg as they have been suffering with COVID and have Dick is in the hospital still. And so we pray that you bring healing to his body and joy to his spirit, knowing that you are present beside him every step of the way. Lord, in your mercy. My name is Jan Holloway. I have several joys. I celebrated with family two granddaughters' birthdays yesterday. I'm not sure how they managed to reach 19 and 13 years old, but they have. And I have a great-grandson having a birthday party next Saturday. It is such a joy to celebrate birthdays with family. Lord, we thank you for our opportunities to gather together, to celebrate birthdays, to spend time with family. Lord, it has been a blessing for Jan, and we know it has been a blessing for her family. Lord, in your mercy. This is Sarah Keller, and I have, let's go with three joys. Um, my, someone that I call my non-biological daughter, had her third child yesterday, a son, and it was a very rough pregnancy, so we're very happy that she has a very healthy baby and they're both doing well. And that's, her name is Danielle, and the, <coughs> excuse me, the baby is Noah. Um, as we come to the end of the fall sportsing season, I'm excited because the Platteville soccer team won conference, and our Platteville cross-country team is heading into conference this week. So those are both joys, and we're wishing the cross-country team very good luck. Lord, we thank you for Danielle's healthy son, Noah. We praise you that this happened for her after a long and difficult pregnancy. To see that this, her son was born healthy is a joy for sure. And then we have other joys as our, our sports teams have done very well. Our Plantville soccer won state conference. Okay. Yes, and, and the the cross-country, yeah, Sarah's leading me here, the cross-country team going on to have further competitions. And Lord, what I love most about this is that our youth are taking time out to nurture their bodies by learning skills, by being the best that they can be. It trains them to see that they can be more than what they thought they could be. And Lord, we are so thankful for our youth. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns this morning? I'm Dan Fairchild, and uh, I have a great joy for the church. Uh, last Thursday, a number of us 
met in these first two pews, uh, thanks to Brian Lindner, who was uh, giving of his time, talent, and experience. And most of us have not sung in a choir for a long, long time. <laughs> and we had a ball doing it, and uh, one of us got down a little bit. We cheered each other on, and the great thing is we are going to have a choir back. Lord, we're thankful to be together, practicing together, together as we form a new choir. I have a joy to go to um, of ministry, and it's for part of the joy of this is to serve at churches in different parts of Wisconsin, and some of them are in Northeast Wisconsin, but to gather together to is such a joy, and so that, that our budget for my spend time to be nurtured at clergy in my conference. And so, Lord, as we have turned on the news, this conflict once again, and what will happen, but we know, so we, Lord, once again, we, not forgetting there are other to permeate, to permeate.
that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Anyone who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and Pharisees heard Jesus' parable, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to
seal. Nine was we should not covet each other's wife. So what's ten? That's it. Thou shall not speak behind thy neighbor's back, right? So I got my little hand symbols wrong. This was speak behind each other's back. The other one was you stick it behind your back when you're stealing, right? So you have the four and you stick behind your back for your stealing. This is talk behind each other's back. And the covet other things is we go like this. We have all ten because we're grabby. That's why I knew that that wasn't, I had that in the wrong order. The covet is like this, grabby, grabby. So what's the first one? We have one God, right? Just put up your finger, one, one God. Two, we shall not have false images, right? And three, the word of the Lord. Do not take God's name and hold it in vain. I'm going to stop there because if you get one, two, three, we're doing pretty good already. <laughs> Four is resting on the Sabbath, and good Lord knows that I will need it after this sermon this morning. <laughs> Five is honor your mother and father, and remember we honor our mother and father so that we take care of them when they are older. We honor them by our words and our deeds and our actions. Six is thou shalt not kill. Seven, thou shalt not commit
without grace. 